Welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to have an encounter with the Word of God as you listen to this message preached by Episcopal Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. Sister Joy is the daughter of Bishop Dyke Mills and currently pastors the Ideasi branch of the First Love Church, a thriving church with young, energetic people full of first love for the Lord. She's also a Macarius minister under the Dyke Mills Ministry Office and travels extensively holding pastors' conferences, taking the books of Bishop Dykewood Mills to the nations. We believe this message will empower, equip, and give direction for your life. Now listen to Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 16. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Are you there? The Bible says also in Hebrews 10 38 that now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. And so today I want to talk to you about how to operate in faith. How to operate in faith. Because this is the way that we are supposed to live as believers. Unfortunately, when you look at the life of many believers and many unbelievers, they look so similar. They look almost like the same thing, but that was not God's intention. Are you there? So when you need money, unbelievers go for a loan. You also go. Unbelievers steal. You also steal. You want a husband. You get pregnant before time. Unbelievers get pregnant before time. You also get pregnant. It's all evidence of the lack of faith. Yeah? Please, so don't get angry with me. When you come to the house of God and your example is inside, just look straight. But, but, but accept that God is talking to you. Is that okay? Uh-huh. God is talking to you. Accept the truth about yourself. Yeah. Because many people just, you know, powerful. So, I'm going to give you three, four, five things. I hope that I can finish it today because I don't know what next month will bring. But I want to talk to you about how to operate in faith. Number one, have hope. Have hope and fight depression. Have hope. Have hope and fight depression. One of the things that has amazed me, because this is a young people's church, I am amazed at the number of young people who are depressed. I just can't believe it. Medically, they define depression as a loss of hope. A loss of hope. You don't have any hope, so you are depressed. Hey, that's not how it is so. Please look at your neighbor's face. Tell your neighbor that, look, you, are, you have just started. You are too young. I mean, I don't understand this depression that has caught you. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like a demon that is moving around. People wake up, look at the sunshine, and say that I'm depressed. A loss of hope. I don't have any hope. And it shows itself in many ways. You wake up, you have such dark thoughts. <laughs> you day or you not day. Hopelessness, hopelessness is not a good thing. It's not a good thing. An experiment was, cre- was, was conducted that shows hope. Two mice, they were brothers from the same litter of mice. They took one, filled the bucket with water, and put the mouse inside in a dark room. In those days when photographs needed to be developed, there was a room called the dark room, and they were very dark. It's a very dark place, and the mouse was there. Three minutes, it was dead. It had no hope because they're not very good swimmers. As it was swimming around, it wasn't a very good swimmer. Are you here? 
The second part of the experiment was with that mouse's brother. And this time, it was put in the same bucket, same water, but this time, the box in which they were in, a little hole was made so that a little shaft of light could pass through. That mouse lived for 24 hours before it drowned. What was the difference? The difference was because insofar as that little light was coming through, that mouse had a little hope that it's possible to get out of here. The one that was in the darkness, in that bucket, you know, with only darkness, lost hope immediately that, oh, there's no use, and it died. And there are some of us like that. You walk around with very dark thoughts. Very dark thoughts. All your thoughts are negative. Hey, especially those of you, you see, if you are given to a lot of thinking, this is one of your pitfalls. And all males in the house shall say amen. amen. Yeah. Are you here? Uh, to be a male is a temperament type. And you have what, what helps you. Are you there? Like the same males, they are also very musical. They are also very artistic. A, the, a lot of the beauty in the world around us is brought by the males. But the other side of it is the heavy... Have you not noticed a lot of these singers and actors, their life is very... And sometimes that's it. The melancholic side. You see, as you begin to think, eh, I'm not saying don't think too. <laughs> I have to balance it a little. You see, but if you begin to think, and you are not a person of faith, School cry, you stop. Because you say that, ah, all this school that I've gone, when I finish, to get what job? Those who have jobs cry 500 cities a month. By the time they finish paying their transport, they are left with less than 100 cities. There's nothing there. Are you here? On top of that, there's no road to your house. Are you there? You see, when you start to think, eh, hopelessness will just cover you. Yeah. It will just cover you because then you start to say, ah, so why all the effort? Why should, you see, you will push yourself into a certain box that you shouldn't be. And that's why today I'm saying to you that no, no, don't go there. You are learning to operate in faith. And there's a definition of faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. So let's just look at that part. The substance of things hoped for. What, what the Bible is saying is that, please, uh, I need Anasha to bring me a chair or something. Just, just lift one here for a few minutes. It's just an example for a few minutes. This chair is made of a substance. Let's look at the metal. Are you here? Can you see the metal? That's the substance. So to make the chair, to make the chair, they found some metal and they made the chair. Are you here? And the Bible is saying that in order for God to give you something, in order to make something of your life, your hope is what he will take and use and make something for you. Are you here? Oh, are you with me? Your faith, the, the belief that you have, you see, that faith, hey, I'm looking for words this morning, pa, I tell you. You see, hope means to be hopeful, to be cheerful, to be a bit excited. You know, when I was coming to church this morning, how many of us know that we are, we are a young people's church? We're a student church. Yeah. So when campus vacates, I can easily come to church thinking that, hey, who will be in church? Oh? Everybody has gone home. 
On top of that, we have gone to camp. So even those who had not planned to go home, when they reached Mampong, they decided that Mampong to Accra is shorter than. So if I'm thinking that way, I will have no hope of a good service. And I would come into the service to now say, ah, so you have come, eh? Oh, then let's find something to say. But no! Rather, there's a hope in me that, no! You know, the Bible says that God builds a church. He will gather a few of us together by all means. By all means, he will gather a few people together. Look, tell your neighbor that if you were not here, God would have brought somebody else. Because I remember, I remember my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. They told him, tell the people that they should be quiet and they should stop singing. And he said, look, if they stop singing, the very stones will rise up and sing. Yeah, that's my hope. That's my hope. So you must have that hopefulness, that cheerfulness, that something which will let your faith be alive. And God takes hold of it and creates something out of it. The substance the substance. That's why those dark thoughts paralyze you. Uh-huh. The dark thoughts remove the substance. We, oh yes, he wants to make the matter, but your dark thoughts didn't allow the faith to work. Ah, who will marry me? As I look at myself, all oh, my legs are key. My face no fine. The way I am. You see, you have removed what he needs. To, 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 to use as the substance for the thing you are asking for. Thank you. Please put it back. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And you see, you need to understand that the depression is so easy. It's so easy. But it won't allow you to fulfill the call on your life. Prophet Elijah, he died before his time. Yeah, because he got depressed. When he defeated the prophets of Baal, 800 of them. He had taken 800 of them on. And spiritual things really drain your strength. And as his strength was drained, you see, he was alone. I believe that if he had been with somebody, he had some servant who was not... eh, You can't share with him heart to heart. So he just packed the servant somewhere and stayed in his depression. So when God came and found him, in fact, he went up the mountain. God said, what are you doing here? So clearly, God had not sent him there. Then he said, "Eh, everybody has died. Everyone who believes in you, I'm the only one. Me today wants my life. And the Lord realized that this is time for him to come home. He said, eh, look, share your ministry. Go and give this king, this one, this one, call Elisha and come home. Yeah, that was it. It was depression. It was depression. You don't want to go there. Are you in the house or you have changed? Yeah, because some of you, you have been in this church, but you are Ankonam. You don't have any friend. You don't have anybody to, you have made yourself something. I mean, I was listening to your pastor saying this morning that you have said, eh, some have said, don't put my name on any WhatsApp page. This and that. You don't understand that there's only one loser. And it's yourself. That's what you don't understand. Yeah. The whole church is moving on. Oh. The only loser is yourself. You have excluded yourself. Please ask your neighbor by you, who's your best friend? Hmm. Hmm. hallelujah yeah you are doing ankunam things you know you have made yourself pickings for the devil yeah it's not the antelope who is walking with the 
whole flock who gets chewed. It's the one that has separated itself. And some of you, that's super, I've been watching it. I just haven't said anything. But some of you will get a text from me one of these days soon. Yeah. I even have people who seek counsel. They send me a text and you won't tell me who you are. As if I'm the one who's losing. I will answer you out of politeness, but it is your loss. Yeah. Because it's like I'm so ankunam, I'm so strong. to who? You have isolated yourself, separated yourself, made yourself special in the corner there. The devil is waiting for you. Yeah, that's when he pounces. That's when he pounces. Don't you know that many times when you see a person walking, it's because of a friend? Yeah. It's a friend who will speak to you and say to you that, you know, it is well. It is well. One of my pastors was just sharing with me just this morning some very wild spiritual attack. Person picked phone. Call somebody. Right now, what I need is a prayer cover. Person woke up at 2 a.m. to pray. Who's going to wake up at 2 a.m. to pray for you? As you have made yourself strong. The person that she called is somebody who, <laughs> I need onions. I'm coming. Do you get me? There's a relationship. That's why in the moment of trouble, at 2 o'clock in the morning, she knew who to call. Please ask your neighbor, please. Who, 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 who would you call? Hmm. Hey. Hmm. Number two. I'm talking to you about how to operate your faith. Because remember that you have some faith. The Bible says that God has given to every man a measure of faith. So you have some already. But what are you doing with it? Number two, study the unseen. Study the unseen. Why am I saying that? Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 27. You see, because the second part of, wait, the second part of the verse we read in Hebrews 11 says that, you know, we, we talked about the substance, isn't it? It says that faith is the substance of things hoped for. Then it says, the evidence of things not seen. So you are not seeing something, but the evidence of it, the thing that shows that it is, is your faith. Hebrews eleven twenty seven 27 talks about Moses. By faith, he left Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. He endured as seeing him who is invisible. Moses was seeing something that you can't see with your eye. Are you there? See the invisible. It will bring hope into you. It will bring faith into you. It will activate your faith. Amen. Are you with me? Yeah. And, and, and it's something that will help you when you begin to accept that there's an unseen world. Uh-huh. The next time you can't sleep, don't just start saying that, I can't sleep. It's this bankun that I've eaten. Sometimes it's a banku, but sometimes it's not a banku. It's the unseen world that is working. Yeah. And when you rise up and rebuke it and it goes, your faith is actually strengthened. Amen. I remember that one time I was praying for some young lady. In fact, I had asked some two young men to start the prayer because we were in a prayer meeting. Young people at that time, younger than you. I was a youth pastor then. My faith was so strengthened when I walked up to the young lady. She had been lying there screaming all kinds of things. And when I walked up, I hadn't even started praying. You, 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 this woman, you, this woman, since you came into her life, you, oh, I was too happy in life. <laughs> oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. Because I said, ah, Sana, my small two by four, it was having an effect. Sana, my little puny effort. 
Sana, it was working. I said, come on, quiet and exit in the name of Jesus. Yeah. yeah. The invisible. The invisible. Are you there? The invisible. So when you see it, eh, when you begin to see the, or, or when you begin to understand the invisible things, you are encouraged. You are encouraged. Some of us who have gone and you have prayed those hours, I tell you, invisible things that you have shifted and moved around and move from here to there, you will suddenly see a difference. You will suddenly see that things you have fought with, struggled over, suddenly it's easy. Suddenly it's easy. Young people, what are your problems? Fornication, masturbation, looking at unclean things. You know, you will suddenly discover that as you are praying, the thing has left. The thing has left. That you no longer have that desire. You no longer want to go there. Are you there or you have traveled? Yeah. So begin to expect the supernatural, the spiritual things around you. It will boost your faith up. Amen. Number three, enter your new life. Hmm. Enter, enter your, your new life. You are a Christian or you have a new life. Stop living like an unbeliever. Stop living like somebody who has never seen Jesus Christ. The reason why a Christian would go and take a poor is because you are an unbeliever. You don't believe the God that you serve. The reason why you go and steal, you don't believe God. Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Are you seeing it there? The life which I now live. So when you meet Jesus Christ, it's a different life. Abraham was staying somewhere. The life he would have had while he was staying in his father's place. Believe me, it was a different life when he left and he did as God wanted him to do. And you too, your life is different, but have you entered it? Have you entered it or you are still living like somebody who didn't believe? The life I now live, it's a different life. It's a different life. Are you here? You should be seeing things you wouldn't have seen ordinarily. Hmm. You day or you know day? Hmm. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went, not knowing where he went. And by faith, he surged in the land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. He left there, and his life was now different. He left. His life was now different. And when we came to church, they said that, that we should leave our father's, my friend. Please tell your neighbor, your IQ is higher than that. <laughs> I am saying to you that you are a Christian. Enter into the life that Jesus had for you, has for you. It's the life in which he is walking with you and he's saying to you, go this way and not that one. Otherwise, eh? Otherwise, it's a life without much hope. What's your hope? Gabon, you go to school, you write exams. Maybe you are last but one or last, but you write exams. You finish school, you start working, you pay bills, you retire, you die. What a waste. What a waste. Are you there? 
So when you remove the Christ element, honestly, I don't know what you are looking forward to. When you remove the Christ element, I don't know what you are looking forward to. People start to say, oh, you know, I'll get a job, and from my job, I will do this. Uh, listen. <laughs> if it were true, eh, then in wealthy countries, nobody should be unhappy. Because when they earn money, they can see their money. We, when we earn it, we don't see it. Uh-huh. But they can get a salary and decide that, oh, I want to change all the sofas in my house and go and do it. Yeah. And yet, they are more depressed than we are. And they kill themselves far more. Suicide, far more. Far more. So if it was that having things was equal to happiness, then there should be nobody in Japan, US, Korea. There should be nobody killing themselves. But they kill themselves like this. Like that. Because after you have bought the sofa, you will discover that it didn't matter. I will never forget it when I was a, a, a student out there. There was a lady who was my friend. We were working in the same department. One day she said, I'm tired of living in this our university town. I'm going to move to, there was a town not far away. On the, it was on the lakeside, beautiful beaches. So she said she's going to live there. It will be better. So she moved. We were in a town called Oz. She moved from Oz to Drebak. So she was there. Then, one day, <laughs> this story, when I tell it, it's like Sunni. But as a believer, because I look at spirit, I believe spiritual things, I realized that this woman, she was a picture God was showing me. One day she woke up and she said, we were having lunch during lunchtime, she said, oh, some new type of sofa bee has come that she likes, but she's going to buy one. So she removed, she told me that on Saturday, she'll come to some, they used to have some markets where you can bring second-hand pens. And then, uh-huh, she'll bring her sofa there so that she'll buy the new one. We were there. Meanwhile, at that time, eh, life was beating me well as a student. Chai! Oh, you get small money, you have to pray for your meals. Yeah. Are you here? So I was watching her in, 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 with interest. One day she came, she said, oh, the TV crying, the house is too small. So she was going to change the TV to a larger one. So she changed the TV to a larger one. About 10, 11, 12 months, about a year, so she said, ah, this is that we are staying. I don't know why we are staying there. Let's move back to us. I watched as she went through the cycle because she believed that her happiness was dependent on where she was living. If she leaves town A for town B, she'll be happy. She got to town B, happiness didn't come. So she thought, if I change my sofa and I change how the room looks, I will be happy. She changed how the room looked, but she was not happy. If I change the TV and I add another one that is larger, I'll be happy. She changed it, she was still not happy. She finished and then she said, okay, I'm going back to where I came from. Maybe I'll be happy. She was looking for something she could not attain. Searching. And you, child of God, you want to join that rat race. Hey. That's why I'm saying to you, enter into that new life. The life of faith. The life where you have a certain hope within you. Whereas you talk to the Lord, he says, do this and you do that. Where he is the guide of your life. Number four. Today I'm trying to just finish something. 
How to activate your faith? How to operate it? Number four, create things with your mouth. Create things with your mouth. That's your life, create it with your mouth. Some of you have destroyed it with your mouth. Hey. Hebrews 11.3 Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Are you seeing it? It was made by the word of God. That's why in the book of Genesis we see that they say, oh, in the beginning, you know, God created, isn't it? Then verse 3 says, and God said, let there be. And there was. Let there be. And that same ability, he put it in us. That same ability, he put it in us. You doubt? Let's go to Mark eleven twenty three. For verily I say unto you that whosoever, please, are you part of whosoever? Okay. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, a mountain is any problem, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart. That's the faith. Does not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith, what he says, shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says. If you believe it, you shall have whatever you say. If you believe it. Do you see now why one of the greatest battles is over what you say and what you believe? He said, whosoever, you can say whatsoever. And that's why even as a mediocre student, you can say things that will change things. Instead of saying, mm, this subject is too difficult. Mm, the lecture is some way. Yeah, it's not working. That's why it's not working. It's because of what you are saying. Mothers who are here, be careful what you say. Yeah, be careful what you say over your children. Eh, the church has become very quiet. Yeah, be careful what you say. When you are angry with the father, you say, look at your head like your father's head. But that's the person that you looked and you liked him. Why are you using it today to chuk chuk there? Yeah. Say good things. Are you here? People have said things, and when the thing has come to pass, they can't believe it. Yeah. That's so much she told her daughter, you will sell beans. The daughter is selling beans with all her degrees. Oh, crap. You know, she was very stubborn. And in anger, the mother said that you, you will sell beans. That's exactly what she's selling. Another one, they had two children. They had two children. One of the girls was really good. And the other one, from when she came, she was so difficult. And the mother said that this one is called angel. And this one is called devil. Devil, the last I heard, she was in jail. Exactly what they called her. Exactly. That's why some names, you shouldn't allow people to call you those names. Yeah. Don't even allow it. Not even as a joke. Hmm. Because of another scripture. Yeah. When you say good things, what you get are good things. I am amazed. I have been a pastor of young people for a very long time. And I noticed that many young people never hear anything good. Not from home, not from school, not from anywhere. The first young men who I shepherded, young boys, troublesome young boys. And I will say to them that it is well, you will do well. Go to school, do your best. Oh yeah. And life was so hard for some of them. 
I remember one time when I lost a parent. By this time, they were grown up. And these young boys came to help me. And after helping me, one of them, they brought me an offering. I said, ah, you people, you have helped me so much. Then one of them stood up and he said, I will never forget the first time I took milk in my chobox was when I was going to school and I came and told you. And each of them, they have become major men in the system. Major men. Yeah. And they said that because as I was speaking, hope, hope, faith, hope entered. Hope entered. Those of you who your young sister, your young brother, you are saying things, be careful. No, be careful. Because your younger sister will become your burden. Uh, maybe you've not thought about it. So you better start saying some good things. I see hope in you. You're going to do well. Even if the person is behaving like a caterpillar. Don't follow that. Yeah. Change your confession. I'll give you one more verse that will explain what I'm saying to you. <laughs> Proverbs chapter 18. Verse 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Which one have you been speaking? Hmm. When you start to say it won't work, what will happen? It won't work. It's not good. What will happen? It will not be good. Ghanaians, this is one of the main reasons why our country is how it is. It's the things we have said. Verse 22 says, Whoso findeth a wife, findeth a good thing, and obtaineth favor of the Lord. Hey! Pastor Eric, do you believe it? That's the word of God. Yeah. So you should be asking, Lord, what you said, I've done it all. I'm waiting for my favor. Yeah. Favor is like the wind. It is when you see its, come, its movement. That's when you know that it has come. Yeah. So you can't say I have the favor of God and nothing is happening. Hey. If there is favor, you must see it. Yeah. yeah. And this scripture is coming right after death and life. And I have heard men say different things. Eh? This woman, this trouble you have brought in my life. She has become trouble. Listen. A wife, eh? I'm one. We are troublesome. Hi. But you see, it's good trouble because God looked at you. Said that if you don't have this trouble, it's not good in your life. Hey. <laughs> yeah, so it's a good trouble. And when you acquire one of these troubles, he says that I allow favor, favor to rest on you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the ladies are not happy because I said we are trouble. Oh, but it's true. But oh, don't be quiet. Listen, listen. Remember, I told you truth, though. Truth. Uh -huh. When something is happening, then you start to cry. Is it not trouble? When they are trying to say something, something, you start to say, hey, our manifestations are a lot, oh. Manifestations. We all have them. They look at the guy saying, I'll wear jeans to bed today. What in my dear way? You know exactly what you are doing. Yeah. Are you here? But the word of God says that if you find a wife, it's a good thing you have found. It's a good thing. Yeah. And favor will follow you. Why will you use your mouth to change it? Why will you use your mouth to change it? Hey, yeah. Because the place where we are standing, the young men are afraid to marry. 
You are free to marry. And then many times he said that, oh, it's because I don't have money. This church, you don't have money. We will show you how to marry without money. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We even have halls in our building. Small like that. Small. So that when you come and say, I don't have money, so I just want to come and have something, just my parents, my siblings, and what this small like that. We'll show you what to do, this, 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 and you marry. Finish. Yeah. Oh, I'm telling you. Many of our places, when you see a Sunday wedding, sometimes that's the reason. Yeah, the couple come and say, we don't have anything. Say, no problem. Come to church. When you come to church, there's a crowd already. Uh Yeah. And this crowd as they have come to church, they are not expecting refreshments. Are you expecting any refreshments? <laughs> so just come. Yeah. Just come. If in the middle of the service we say, oh, we have a wedding right now, so let's do vows, this and this and this. Uh, are they not married when they leave? Yeah. Amen. <laughs> So those of you who are finding all kinds of funny reasons for not marrying, it's because you don't believe the scripture. And you don't understand that that favor, you need it. That favor, you need it. Number five. Oh yeah, but it's true. I remember a young man who got married and went back to work, the same place where he'd been working. He came and told me that, I don't understand what has happened. Since I came back after the marriage, everybody is so nice to me in the office there. I don't understand why. What has happened? I, I, I don't know why. Even this way, they're also not, I said, it's the favor, the favor of the Lord. The favor of the Lord. Hallelujah. Pastor Eric, some favor when you return to Nigeria. Some favor be, hey, some favor will locate you there. Number five. Operating your faith. This is your last point for today. Oh, I don't believe you. Don't worry. <laughs> How to operate your faith? Number five, pray faith prayers. Pray faith prayers. Mark eleven twenty four. Remember, we read twenty three earlier. Twenty four. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. Believe. Are you there? Faith prayers. I like to open the Bible and I say any prayer God has answered in the Bible before, when I pray it, he will answer. Any prayer. And he's saying here, faith prayers. Quote the scripture to him when you are praying that Lord, you say in your word, are you here? That's why you should know your Bible. That's what I desire, not even what I need or want. (laughs) What I desire when I pray and I believe. I'll receive it. Yeah, it's a very wild thing. And you actually receive it. You actually receive it. Hallelujah. Amen. My final scripture and final, just to help you, Matthew 18, 19. This is a very good one when you're praying about something. It says, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them 
of my Father, which is in heaven. You stand there, you have been praying your prayer. You call your sister. You say, Abigail, do we agree that this is going to happen? We agree. Then we are reminding you, Lord, that you said whatever we agree about on earth, if we bring it before you, you will do. Me and Abigail, we have agreed that this, it will be done. It will be done. I said, it will what? It will be done. Hallelujah. May the Lord help us to activate our faith. I want you to enter into the faith walk. Hallelujah. This year, as you are doing different things, God will help you. You know, as a church, we've been on a faith walk for some time. Yeah, we started building. We are building. The other day, I was watching somebody. You see, under this building is water. When you're building underwater, it's different from building on solid land. A friend of mine, she had started her church on solid ground. When I saw how easy it was to do the foundation, I said, oh God, look at because for us, because we are on water, every pillar you are seeing, it goes down more than two buildings. Down. Before we created another ground underground. <laughs> and closed it and started coming. So the pillar you are seeing, it didn't start here. Do you understand when I say two buildings? If you take two of this, go down. Yeah. And we created it from under there. And brought it. It has been a faith walk. Because you now, as you are there, we're offering, you know, how much is it? How much is your offering? One Ghana, some of you, when you come 16 weeks, then you count 16 fresh notes. One, 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 16 of them. Every Sunday. Now, hey. No, some of you say, okay, there's first offering, second offering, it's two cities, and yes, sir. Hey. Two times 16, 32. Now, what kind? 32 notes. Okay, Lord. Just seven star, no. First offering, second offering, first offering, second offering, first offering. As you have come, you are sitting here, your whole offering for the semester. 32 cities, and yet we have built foundation. We have come out from the ground. We have done the first floor, the, the ground floor. We have gone up again. We have done the, oh, man. What? Hallelujah. So tell your neighbor, as we have done first floor, and check. We'll continue. Second floor. We'll continue. Third one. We'll continue. Fourth one. Oh, yeah. And when we are done, we'll roof it by the grace of God. By what? Just faith. That's what we believe. Me, that's why I'm saying it. Yeah. When I started saying it, when there was nothing to be seen, you were looking at me, only some iron rods showing from the ground. You didn't believe me. But you're not seeing it now. Do you remember when the pillars were just iron rods? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We are moving on. Hallelujah. We are what? We are moving on. So also will it be for your house. Some of you, you will build as young children. You build. As young people. You just get your piece of land and then you just start. And say, Lord, what I can do, I can do my first two pillars and you do it. I can do two more pillars and you do it. I can do another two and you do it. Before you are aware, you are building your foundation by faith. People come and be asking you, what are you doing? And you tell them, it's not a loan. I didn't steal the money. I haven't tapped anybody's money. But by faith, I have used my mouth because I believe that whatsoever things I desire, when I pray, I have them. And that's it. 
one day you move into your own house. Oh yes, you move into your own house. Hallelujah. We have some house owners here. When you see them, you don't even know that they are house owners. Yeah, last week you saw some of them. They were standing there saying that, oh, we have been in the church for some time. There are so many of them, they live in their own house. They used to be rent payers. But as they began to work their faith, work their faith. One was recently telling me that his second building here started. Hey! <laughs> what? Do you believe it? This afternoon, I want you to bow down your head and pray. Just talk to the Lord and say, Lord, I believe. We're not talking about feeling. I'm believing. I have faith. Hallelujah. So even if your feelings are saying something else, don't mind your feelings. Don't mind your feelings. Hallelujah. Just talk to the Lord for a few minutes this morning. Talk to the Lord for a few minutes this morning. Talk to him for a few minutes this morning. Thank him for his grace and his mercy. Oh, Jesus. As a church, we are growing in faith. We are moving on. We are moving on. We are moving on. We are moving on. As a church, we are growing from 1,000 on a normal Sunday. We are going to move on. This year, we will see our second 1,000. We will see 2,000. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, we will see it this year. Not, not next two years. This year, we'll see the second one. We are heading for 5,000. Our father is heading for 20. If we say we are heading for five, we have not sent. We're heading for... Mommy, where would they sit? Ah, but you, did you know where 1,000 will sit? They will sit. That's all we need to know. They will sit. They will sit. Just talk to the Lord. I don't know. That's what's on my heart that I'm saying. I don't know what's on your heart. But say it. Say it. Those school fees have not been paid. Instead of crying, tell the Lord, Lord, I thank you because I see it paid. I see it paid. I see it done. Hostel fees, they are worried, but just tell them, I see it done. I see it done. Speak a bright future over yourself. Speak a bright future. Remember the testimony. Speak a bright future over yourself. I believe David's father was speaking life to his son when he said it will be well. It will be well. And we are here testifying. He's testifying it as well. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, thank you. Thank you that you have called us to a life of faith. Oh, what a challenge. We are so blessed. I pray this afternoon, Lord, that we will receive that challenge to live this life as Christians, as believers. The old us has died. The life we now live we live by faith in you. Let our faith be quickened, O oh God. Let hope enter. I come against the spirit of depression. And I say, Lord, let hope enter into the spirit of every single one of us here. A hope that is, that is based on what you have purposed for our lives. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. We give you praise. We are so grateful, Lord. Thank you for your hand in our lives. Thank you for what you are doing. 
We pray even for our brethren who are at home that somehow they also will be partakers of this message. We thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, as we stand here this afternoon, the first and best expression of your faith is to give your life to Jesus Christ. And this afternoon, I want to invite you to receive Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. That's the beginning of everything that I'm talking about. If you have not given your life to him, a faith walk is not possible. This afternoon, you are here, you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Just lift up your right hand where you are. Just lift up your right hand where you are. Don't even think about your friend. Don't worry. God bless you for every hand that is up. God bless you. If you've lifted your hand up, just take a step of faith and come to me. I want to pray a prayer based on scripture with you. You lifted up your hand. Please just come. Just come. Maybe you are here. You have been in church all the time. But something in you keeps telling you, you are not saved. Or I'm not sure. You are not saved. I'm not saved. I'm not sure. You know something? End that agony today and just come. We will pray the prayer today so that you know the faith you are standing on. Just come. Just join us. Every time you hear an altar call, your heart beats. It's a sign that the Lord is giving to you. We have to sort out something. Please come. Please come. I'm giving you a few more minutes. Just come. Step out and come. You're saying that something in me is just not sure. I've tried my best. I, I am always praying and working, but Lord, I don't believe. I'm not sure. Hold on for me. Can you bring your volume down? I'm just contending one more time for somebody. And I'm saying, just come. Something in your heart. You see, when you doubt a little, am I saved? Am I not saved? There's a little doubt. Also add yourself. We're going to pray that prayer. I'm just giving you a few more minutes. Just come. Break out of every hold of the devil and come. And let us pray together. God bless you. God bless you. Something you're just not sure. You look at it and you say, the Lord, I can't even say that I have committed a sin. But something in me is not sure. Just come. I'm waiting for you. Just come. God bless you as you come. God bless you. God bless you. He said, the Lord, I've even lived all my life in church, but something, something is not sure. Something, something is just hard. Just come. We're going to pray, and today, faith will enter. What was lacking was that your faith didn't hold. But today, faith will enter. If you're standing in front here, I'm telling you that the scripture says that to be saved, what you believe in your heart, you must confess it with your mouth. And that's why I want to pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. If you're standing in front here, I want you to pray this prayer after me. You and the congregation, let's just join them together, our voices together to help them. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my savior and you are my lord i declare that i am saved because of you satan i rebuke you i have nothing to do with you anymore in jesus name i belong to jesus forever in jesus name amen father i thank you for each one standing here I pray, O oh God, 
that they will feel and hear Abba Father in their spirit telling them that you have received them. May they never step back. May they never go away. But Lord, let them feel your effect in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on Facebook, Dr. Joy Felipe Bruce, and on Instagram and Twitter at Ethel Ayudiasi. God richly bless you. We brought joy to my soul.